Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. What's good, you guys? Thanks for tuning in to Success On Demand. I am your host, D Lake, and we have a great solo cast in store for you guys today. One thing that I've always wanted to talk about is how you gain partnerships and how to reach out to sponsors and how to get different things that you need that maybe you're not good at, you don't have the skill to do, or maybe you just want to bring someone on to take care of that so that you can spend your time doing other things. So this whole episode is going to be about how you can seek partnerships, how you can contact them, some things you need to think about before reaching out to them so that you can make sure that in the partnership, both of you are getting what you were seeking when you first got into it. You want to make sure that the partnership is a happy one and that you're not wasting someone's time. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different tips that'll help you in finding those partnerships and sustaining them. So we'll start out by just um, talking about some things that you need to have in mind when collaborating with other companies or brands. Off rip, it can be hard. I am a person who I know what I have to offer and I know, um, you know, the people who need what I have to offer, but I don't like hearing the word no. So in the beginning, it was hard for me to reach out to somebody who may be, you know, just a step up from where I am in terms of, you know, accolades or, or whatnot. And I'll have a hard time reaching out to them because what if they say no? But what I had to learn, and um, somebody taught me this, is that the worst thing that somebody can say is no, but you'll never know what, what the answer is that they're going to give you until you ask. So it's very important to kind of swallow that um, anxiousness and just go for it and see what happens and I'll give you guys um, some a tactic that I use when I'm getting ready to ask a company to work with me or I'm going to pitch something to someone that I've come up with um, it's something that I do to help me to get past that anxiousness so I'll give you guys that later on in the podcast but first of all You need to make sure that you know what you have to offer when you're going to send someone an email for a partnership or you plan on sitting down and having a meeting with someone about a partnership. You want to make sure that you know exactly what it is that you have to offer. Because if you don't know, you can't communicate that to the person who you want to have the partnership with. You need to make sure that you know what your mission is and what your purpose is so that that can be communicated throughout the partnership as well. And the only reason that it's important that they know what your mission and your purpose is, is because if someone is going to be working with you, in order for it to be successful, both of you guys need to know 
what the boundaries are so that they're never overstepped. It's just like, for example, if you're a company that sells hair products and you only use organic ingredients, you don't use anything else, but you want to go into partnership with, say, a pharmaceuticals company or um, someone who offers products that help people to you know clear their skin or something like that and they do not use all organic products but that's not something that you guys discussed at the beginning then later on down the line there could be problems because now you're here on the organic side and that's something that is true to you to your purpose and your mission and they're over here on this side and they feel that maybe sometimes they should use products that aren't organic because they can get different benefits that you can't get with organic products, you know? So it's just a conversation that needs to be had so that each of you know where you stand and you know what is expected of each other. And that leads me to the next point make sure that you are clear about your expectations and that you know what they expect of you. This is important because at the end of a partnership, when someone sits down to think about how successful it was and if they got what they were expecting to get out of it, that is when they decide if they're going to work with you again. That's when they judge the experience that they had while they were in partnership with you. So you wanna make sure that you are exceeding those expectations because they were already agreed on in the beginning and you wanna make sure that your expectations are in place so that at the end of that partnership, you'll feel that you benefited from it just as they benefited from it. The next thing that you need to have in mind is why are you doing it? What is your why? What is the reasoning behind you deciding to team up with company A? You know, what's your reasoning for choosing this company over that company? And what's your reasoning for wanting to do this in the first place? Formulating your why is important because you wanna make sure that you communicate that to not only who you're bringing to the table as far as maybe your audience or your team, you wanna make sure that the person who you're about to get into partnership knows what your why is so that they can be on the same page. And you also wanna know what your why is because you have to make sure that it merges well with the why of the company that you're partnering with. The next thing that I want you to just think about before you go into your next partnership is how will people benefit from this partnership? How will that other company benefit from the partnership? How will your audience benefit from the partnership? You wanna make sure that that partnership that you want is worth it and that it's actually going to contribute something to your company or to your brand. And that if someone else is to come to you with a partnership opportunity, that you're not just taking every single opportunity that comes because every opportunity is not a good opportunity. It's just like all money's not good money. So you wanna make sure that you are clear on how your audience will benefit from different kinds of partnerships and that you actually analyze that 
because you don't want to get into the wrong partnership and it ends up subtracting from your brand rather than adding to it. I often get people who say, you know, I don't have um, anything to contribute yet. My audience isn't that big or I don't have really great graphics and content yet. And they ramble off all of the different things that they don't have. But you don't have to have it all together for people to want to work with you. Sometimes it's the the people or the influencers who only have a few hundred followers, but 80 or 90% of those followers engage with them. So it would make a company want to work with them because they see that instead of them having 10,000 followers and only 1,000 people interact, they have 900 but 750 interact. You know, so it just, it really just depends on the numbers. It depends on what you have to bring to the table physically and mentally because sometimes that is worth it. If you don't have a big audience, but you're dedicated, everyone knows that they can always count on your brand being there, that if you have fun Fridays, they can expect that from you every single Friday, that can contribute to your brand and what you have to offer more than money can sometimes. So just think about the the different ways that you can contribute, even if it doesn't have anything to do with having a whole bunch of followers or, or whatever the case may be. Just think outside of the box a little bit. And sometimes if you feel like you're not quite to that level yet, like for instance, if maybe you just started with your company this year you you haven't quite built to where you would like to be but you know you want to work with beyonce maybe right now is not the best time to reach out to um, someone who can get you in touch with beyonce's team because you're not not even that you're not to your expectations yet but there's levels to this so you want to make sure that you're actually reaching out to people who can relate to your company and where you are with your company and the level that you're on because that can help with your success rate as well so make sure that you're reaching out to people who can relate to you in the level that you're on and if not even them not even being on the same level you can reach out to people who may still even be able to relate to you but they may be just a little higher up it just depends on how you think about these things you could really have all of this figured out before you even start with any um, communication or trying to reach out to anyone just make sure that you get all of your information together all of your branded content, all of your missions, all of your slogans, everything that makes your brand or your company what it is. You want to make sure that all of that is already compiled together because often when you reach out to someone who is not familiar with your brand or your business, they start to ask questions. They may ask for a press kit. They may ask for who you've worked with before or they may just want to know what your reach is and you wanna make sure that you have all of that information together. One experience that I had which really helped to hammer this 
thinking into me is I reached out to someone, another big brand, because I just wanted to be ambitious. And they responded and said, you know, can we have your press kit and can you send your um, audience and reach numbers to us and then we'll get back to you with an answer. And of course, I'm like, what? I do not have a press kit together. (laughs) I do not have my numbers. I'm going to have to try to figure this out. And of course, I did. But when that happens to you, you want to make sure that you're ahead of the game already. So then that way you don't feel like, okay, now I'm going to have to try to figure out where to get these insights from and trying to do that before you respond. And that kind of research sometimes is more than an hour job (laughs) you want to make sure that you're giving yourself time to learn about where to get those numbers from and what a press kit is and how you put it together so that it's professional and then you still want to have time to put your style on it too so don't rush yourself when doing these really important um, aspects of what i'm trying to talk to you about Make sure that you're giving yourself enough time to make that happen. Right along with making sure that your documents and stuff are together, I want to talk to you guys about how you reach out to people who aren't familiar with your brand and just a few different tips on things that I've done um, to have success with it. So the first one is be straight to the point. One thing I learned when reaching out to a few people that I invited on the show this year is that people love short and sweet emails. They love being able to see everything that you're trying to say in a few sentences and making it easy for them to respond without having to write you a book back. It's one thing if you're letting someone know, hey, I'm about to send you a few instructions and some information so they know to expect something that's going to be long. But every single email shouldn't be three paragraphs. So it's it's really good to consider learning how to make your emails short and straight to the point so that you're not wasting anyone's time because if you have big dreams how we all have big dreams i'm sure that you're reaching out um, to some people who you know are a little higher up or have been in the game a little longer than you or whatever the case may be and you want to make sure that when you step you step correct so this is just a tip that i learned and that I learned from trial and error, but I'm just trying to let you guys know ahead of time. The second thing, make sure that you are ready for any kind of compromise that you may have to figure out. Because when you're, especially with sponsorships, if you're asking someone to put in $1,000 or put in $1,500 worth of product, you have to be ready for whatever it is that they're going to want in return. It's just like if someone puts in $1,000 at a expo, maybe they're gonna get a big banner at the event and they need their name said five times. Something as simple as that would be a compromise. So just know exactly what it is that you're willing to compromise and what you're not willing to compromise so that conversation can go a little smoother because you're not gonna have the time to 
try to figure that out while you're in the conversation. So it's good to have those things as mental thoughts already so that when that question or that comment comes up, you know exactly how you want to respond. Another small tip that I want to give you guys in closing is being aware of different time zones. This is something that I just learned and it's it's something that we don't think about often because of how close technology makes us feel to, you know, other people around the world, but there have been a few times where you'll make a meeting or you'll set an appointment with someone <laughs> and all of a sudden you'll go to reach out to them and you're like, man, it is three o'clock in the morning there. Like, did we set this meeting up like this? And that's when you realize that you didn't take into account that they're halfway across the world somewhere. (laughs) So one tip that I want to give is just making sure that you either, you know, are just paying attention to what it says on, you know, their time or asking them what time zone they're in or making it a question in your scheduling or just coming up with a unique short way to make sure that you're aware of where they're located and if you guys are you know on the same time because that can be something that'll just be a small hiccup and may force you to reschedule and it that's something that you don't want to do especially in new partnerships last but not least Something that I get a lot is I don't have an email template or I don't ha- I don't know what to say to them or how I'm supposed to introduce myself and honestly I know that <laughs> I know that everyone knows how to introduce themselves especially if you already have your business or your brand and you've come up with all of this great content or you know, whatever the case may be, I know that we know how to introduce ourselves, but it's different on paper. So that I can understand. Because before I started writing my email templates and coming up with all of this, you know, (laughs) cool or smooth um, stuff to say to make my emails step up another notch, I was like, you know, what are we supposed to say? How long is it supposed to be? How short is it supposed to be? You know, what's too long? And that's when I started doing research to figure out things to say and not to say and how to get your point across and make it shorter. And I'm going to share that with you guys. So in the bio of this podcast, it'll have a link showing you guys how to download that email template. And that's the email template that I use when reaching out to all of the the different people who have been on the show thus far. So if you'd like to tweak that template or just see, um, you know, how I've gotten my success as far as reaching out to someone who's not familiar with what I do or what I have to offer, then feel free to download that. It's just for you guys. And if you have any questions, head on over to our Facebook group, Success On Demand, or you can come over to our Instagram, underscore official SOD, and we can have all of our conversations on there as well. So make sure you guys join the sisterhood. I'm super excited that you came through to hang out with me today, and I hope it's been beneficial for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you next time.